Welcome to this week's episode of BusinessWise. This is a podcast series for entrepreneurs interested in expanding through learning and applying the management system discovered and developed by humanitarian philosopher and administrator, Mr. L. Ron Hubbard. Okay, now for any and all first-time listeners who are wondering what the word org, O-R-G, means, it is a word commonly used in the Hubbard Management System, which is short for the word organizing. Now, if you feel you can get better organized, which most people do, consider that they could be better organized, or if your business of one or of a thousand employees can seem very disorganized or even chaotic at times, or if you're participating in such a business or group of any kind, so maybe it's not yours, but you're participating in such a group, then this is an important episode for you. Now, since Mr. Hubbard's famous seven-division organizing board, which I have described in earlier episodes, so you can put in org or organizing board, and you can pick up a couple earlier uh, episodes on this. But, um, but since this organizing board, which is basically seven divisions, is such a backbone to the Hubbard management system, there may be a few listeners who uh, may consider they already know all about it. But let me caution you, one of the things that Mr. Hubbard points out that will barrier you from knowledge is to operate as though you know it all already. And I have a feeling there are going to be very, very few listeners to this episode that are not going to get a lot out of it. So let's get going. So first, let's start by defining organizing as a term, because perhaps one of the reasons people are having trouble getting organized is that they don't know what the word actually means. So per Mr. Harvard, in an article dated 7 March 1969, quote, organization is a subdivision of actions and duties into specialized functions, okay, end quote. So organization is the subdivision of actions and duties into specialized functions. So let's say you have a beauty salon or a barbershop or something. I'm thinking mostly, uh, I think of a beauty salon. There seems to be more uh, positions in one of those than just Joe the barber down at the corner there. But, you know, you generally have someone who's at the front desk there, who's um, uh, scheduling and accepting money. And then you've got, um, you know, someone who washes your hair and then you have somebody who cuts your hair. And, you know, there's, there's different functions. It's been divided up, you know. Uh, and that's organizing. It's the subdivision of actions and duties into specialized functions. I mean, one hair stylist or hairdresser could do everything. They could, you know, answer the phone. They could take the money. They could schedule everyone. They could wash the hair. They could cut the hair. But as the organization grows, these actions are or duties are divided up into specialized functions. That's part of being an organization. If you look at the derivation, it's from late Middle English, from medieval Latin organizare from latin organum which means instrument or tool or uh, from uh, latin from greek organon tool instrument uh, sense organ so in an organism you know like a human body you have these different tools instruments or quote sense organs end quote if you will that will allow you to see to smell to feel to hear etc to function you know to pump blood to accept oxygen and all these things working together in harmony produce a body that can fulfill its purpose, which is to live, to grow, survive, procreate, etc. 
So that's an organism. And then in an organization, you have different, uh, Mr. Hubbard uses the term terminals, quote unquote, handling different functions that end up in a viable entity that can fulfill its purpose, whatever that might be, whether it's to provide milk and eggs or a well-built home, or maybe it's not even a, a business. It could be a well-governed and secure community. You know, government is also an organization and it also has a product. It's supposed to anyway, if they can figure that out. And it should be structured so that these organs, these parts, these terminals are each producing something that will lead up to a valuable final product for the entire organization by which, through which society decides to support it by purchasing the services or their products or you know, dutifully paying their taxes. Now, by terminal, Mr. Harper means, quote, the point at the end of a line which performs a specific function with a particle arriving on the line. End quote. So this term terminal. So you've got in any organization, you've essentially got three things. You've got uh, terminals and then you have lines that connect those terminals. And then along those lines, something moves. It's called a particle. So, for instance, if somebody's walking into a typical service type organization, perhaps uh, an auto repair shop, they're going to walk in and uh, they don't know what's what. And you have someone there at reception. That's a terminal. They're walking in on the, the particle is the guy, right? He's coming in. He's disoriented. He's heard about this place maybe, but he doesn't know how much things cost. He doesn't know how things work. Walks up through the front door to the front desk. And there is a terminal, a person who's acting as a receipt point or reception for that person who then orients them and goes, okay, you need uh, a service consultant. So I'm going to now take this person, give him some orientation, go sit over here. And our service writer, Frank, is going to get with you. And then Frank comes around and he's the next terminal. So Frank then consults the guy and finds out what he needs and goes and takes a look at the car. And then he routes him to um, maybe a cashier to pay something. And then uh, the automobile, that's that broken automobile is now a particle also. And that gets routed on another line to the technician who then repairs it. You follow? So any organization in its simplicity is made up of lines, terminals, and particles. That's all they're made up of, okay? And the terminals all have different functions, and they all have different responsibilities and duties, okay? So um, now, there's another aspect to this. Any group, by definition, must have a common purpose, and if it is going to survive, it is going to have to have a product that it can exchange with the rest of society so that the society will support it. If that auto repair shop did a terrible job of repairing cars, then the society will stop supporting it, right? If, if they don't actually produce the product of a repaired automobile, you know, a viably, economically uh, repaired automobile, something along those lines would be a statement of their product. If they didn't actually produce that or it was overly expensive, you know, it broke down frequently or didn't, the repair job did not uh, have any sort of endurance, then, of course, the society will stop supporting it. Okay, so it has to have a product. And the phases of development of that product is, if the thing is properly organized, it's going to go through a certain sequence of activity uh, before ending up as a final product that can be exchanged. So, you know, back to our hair salon, the person comes in. They're a particle. They're walking in. They walk up and there's a reception and she confirms, oh, yes, you have an appointment. Good, come sit over here. Okay, uh, Sally will be right with you. Then Sally comes in, picks them up, and puts them on another line. Now they're in the 
back there getting their hair washed and then they get a towel and maybe a cup of coffee and then they go sit uh, in the chair waiting for the stylist to show up who then uh, does her uh, functions and then brought some back to where uh, to the person who collects the fee and the tip and all that. Now, this sequence can break down. Uh, if the scheduler is not doing a proper job of scheduling, the person comes in and says, well, we don't have you down here in the book and there's already three people ahead of you and you're going to have to wait. Uh, obviously, that is going to cause a problem. If the person, uh, after they leave, they, the stylist uh, are shocked suddenly at being charged, you know, $280 or something like that, had no idea, was not oriented in the first place of how much things were going to cost. That got dropped. That wasn't actually done as it was supposed to be. Um, and, you know, then there's a whole flap there. Or if the uh, person who puts them in curlers all of a sudden uh, quits and nobody knows how to get them out of curlers, and so now they're going to walk out of the shop with curlers in their hair or something. That's obviously not a completed cycle of action. It's not a product. You have a breakdown on the various sequences of products that lead to the what's known as a valuable final product that the person's actually paying for. You get the idea? So it's a sequence. Now, back to definition of organization or organizing. Uh, to organize, one has to quote from Mr. Hubbard, to see what has to be done, then do what one can do first, and the remainder as a feasible series of events, all to accomplish a final completion of a cycle of action which forwards one's assigned or postulated purposes. Why are we here? We're here to make people beautiful through styling their hair, whatever that is. That's our purpose. And that unites that group. And everybody has some means of contributing to that. That's their, what we call their hat. Okay, and they have their own little product for that hat that adds up to the valuable final product, the happy customer with the beautiful hairstyle. Okay, and that they that's what they're paying the, that organization for. So there's an assigned or postulated purpose. Okay, and organizing is to see what has to be done. Well, what do we got to do to get that product? What do we do first? Well, we better promote first. See, this is something people sometimes forget. You want to get someone in the door, you got to outflow, you got to do promotion. So uh, normally, with a wise member, it's not unusual to say, well, uh, who's in charge of your outflow? My what? Your outflow, your promotion. Oh, I do that. You don't have anybody responsible for that? No. Well, I am. So when do you promote? When things are slow. Yeah, but when you, shouldn't you be promoting all the time? Uh, yeah, I guess that would be smart. Yeah. Because otherwise you get into what we call the cycle of booms and depressions. I did a whole earlier episode on that. So yeah, one of the first hires you should do would be someone who is just responsible for this very, very early product of uh, garnered interest or reach in the services of the organization. So someone should be responsible for that because it's a very early product in the sequence of products. So you thinking this through. What's feasible? You know, well, now we have to have a means of receiving that communication. Okay, somebody's reaching. They make a phone call. They send us an email. I have been in organizations which have drawers full of reaches that nobody's taking care of. That people are not paying attention to. Oh, yeah, you know, we call those things. They usually don't go anywhere. Are you kidding me? You have all this promotion and outflow. You get all these reaches back. Someone should be responsible for receiving these reaches and making sure that they are cultivated. But that's often missing in organization too. So here is your sequence. It's a feasible series of events, all to accomplish a final completion of a cycle of action, which would be that service or product now fully delivered for an exchange. The exchange part is important. You know, you've got the guy gets his hair done, 
cut. He's very happy with the haircut and he walks out the door and no one bothers to collect the money. That actually happens. So uh, that's another part of that cycle of action completed, which leads to the ultimate final completion of the cycle of action, which is forwarding the assigned or postulated purposes. Okay. Now listen to this. Then on 1 November 1970, Mr. Hubbard gives a new definition of organizing. Organizing is a know-how of changing things. Remember that. Organizing is the know-how of changing things. What are we just discussing here? We're discussing changes. Like a particle, whether it's a piece of plywood or a person or a letter, they are going from terminal to terminal. And at each terminal, there is a change affected that leads to the accomplishment of the valuable final product of the organization, which leads to the accomplishment of the purpose of that group or organization, right? If that purpose is not defined, if that product is not defined, if all the cycles of action that each completed make another product that leads to the final product, if those things aren't defined, of course, it's going to be disorganized. Organizing is a know-how of changing things. That's a very easy definition to remember. It's a very comprehensive one. Okay, now, two more words that are going to be used in this article I'm about to cover with you, rapidly defining them for you. Rapidly doesn't mean they're not important, so listen carefully, and they are. Hat, quote from Mr. Albert, developed in 1950 for use in organizations as a special technology. The term and idea of a hat comes from conductors or locomotive engineers, etc., each of whom wears a distinctive and different type of headgear. A hat, therefore, designates particular status and duties in an organization. That's from 22 September 1970. So the hat is what the terminal is wearing. The hat is what the terminal learns. Okay, and then, of course, we've talked about it already, the word product, which is, quote, a completed thing that has exchanged value within or outside the activity. That from 19 March 1972. Now, remember, it has exchange value within or outside the activity. A salesperson, for instance, has a product that is exchangeable outside of himself or herself, right? They sold something. Now, a sold service or a sold product is not the valuable final product of the entire organization, but that's what he or she is responsible for. So that is what he or she is paid for. I have a sold service. Signed up for service. I did that. So now I get my paycheck or I get my bonus, right? Doesn't mean that it's done. It's only one of the products that lead to the valuable final product, the one that the the whole organization as a whole now delivers. Okay, now, so with this terminology under our belts, I'm going to cover a very concise article by Mr. Hubbard. It was written on the 29th of October, 1970, and it's called An Org Board, very appropriately. And I was reviewing it the other day and realized that this article really nails the concept uh, in less than a page. And since I often get asked for more episodes on the org board, I thought that this might be perfect for today. Now, there are a lot of members using org boards these days, and I'm getting a pretty steady stream of them because they get submitted to me as part of their model of admin know-how implementation. But actually, every wise member should have an org board, even if he or she is a one-man band, because Even that one-man band has a sequence of products that must be accomplished to ultimately lead to the product or products they contribute to society for support. And if they don't have these sequences identified and expressed, there will always be some, quote, fog, end quote. This is Mr. Hubbard's word. We'll come back to that. Connected to what they are doing, and they will not truly be in control of things, as you're going to see. All right, now, uh, I was just at the dentist yesterday, 
at the office of a friend and a member of mine. And since their office is a complete model of friendly efficiency, uh, you know, a model of admin know-how winner for, I think, 16 years in a row or something like that. And since everyone there also listens to business-wise, I'm going to use these guys in as, as an example. I think they'll get a kick out of this. So Mr. Hubbard says, an org board, uh, this is 29 October 1970, an org board. He says, an org board is a list of hats with seniorities. The hats are in flow sequence, right? A hat is a duty. It outlines the actions necessary to accomplish a production and receive what's needed, change, and route it. So where did this whole thing start with my dentist? It would be uh, a person who I probably have never met only on the phone because they probably work in some office somewhere and they call me and they remind me about an appointment that I set six months or a year ago. Okay, so that is a hat. They have a duty to remind and bring that person into the zone of service, okay, the, the office. So that's where it starts. So then I get called. I go, yes, you know, I got to get in there. So uh, actually, I'm having a bit of an issue. So I, I, I end up arriving. And, you know, first thing, of course, is there is a receptionist and she takes my temperature because we have all the co- protocols in uh, and, you know, asks me all these questions and I fill out all the forms and everything's done by that person. She is now accepting me as a particle. And she's getting her product, which is me, fully oriented, all my forms filled out. And then, of course, she sends me to the uh, case manager who's going to sit me down and accept my credit card and tell me what I'm in for today. And away we go. And it's just lines and routing, right? And each has a hat. Now, so they receive me. They change me. You know, I'm a little bit lighter, a bit more on my credit card than when I first walked in there. And then they route me. So then I go into, I get taken to where the chair is and I sit down in the dental chair. And then the assistant there is making sure that I know what I'm doing and gets my, tells me what's going to happen and gets my x-rays and, and does their part of setting everything up for the doctor to come in. So then the doctor comes in, not another hat. You follow? Now, that office has a director over all the functions. And uh, Mr. Robert says here, in theory, the IC, that stands for in charge. In theory, the IC holds all functions. When he doesn't fully outline them, they can't be hatted. If they're not hatted, he wears them as an unknown fog. Simple as that. So these, this is a very efficient, well-organized office. And so in theory, the IC or in charge holds all functions. So that office should have a clinical director. These functions are all very well expressed. They're all very well org boarded. Uh, this office has been functioning like a Swiss watch for a very long time. But let's just say there's only a couple of staff there. And now you're going to have... Um, and in charge, the clinical director, usually the doctor himself, who's now going to make sure that all those functions are done, even if they have to do it themselves. Do you follow? So they are responsible for all the functions below them. But if those functions are not well expressed, it's kind of a fog. Like, why am I handling this complaining customer? And why am I answering the phone? And how come the scheduling didn't get done correctly? So it's it's vague. It's a fog. So he says, in theory, the IC holds all functions when he doesn't fully outline them, they can't be had. See, if he doesn't outline those functions, no one's going to get had it. 
And if they're not had, he says here, if Hubbard says, if they're not had, he wears them as an unknown fog. Simple as that. So now he is stuck with this fog. Like, why do I feel like I'm wasted at the end of the day? I'm covering all these functions. I'm not even quite sure what they are or who they belong to. Why? Because it's not expressed on the organizing board. He says, what defines a hat is a product. If you count up the expected products, you get the minimum number of hats. The steps to get the product is the hat. So you are supposed to get this person scheduled. Uh, Julie, you're in charge of scheduling the patient. Make sure he gets scheduled. And here is how you get that product. That's their hat. So now, Julie, what when I got done with the dentist, of course, I get routed to Julie and Julie schedules me. Does not let me leave without that appointment. Okay. And they're wearing their hat. They've got a very smoothly run organization. So um, products are also composed of lesser products. So hats can be enlarged. As the organization grows, there can be more and more hats added. You know, going back to our beauty salon, you know, the person receiving the money is the same person as doing the scheduling. But as the organization grows, one person's responsible for scheduling and the other one's responsible for collecting the funds. Okay. And being the host and welcoming person, et cetera. Okay. But wouldn't be doing scheduling if it was big and busy. All right. So they can be broken down to smaller products. Okay. It's what you designate as a product that makes the hat. It's the importance of that product to others on the line that makes the hat's importance. You know, why are salespeople so important? Because if they're not doing their hat, uh, nobody gets paid. You know, the bills don't get paid. So he says the completeness and size of the product make the seniority of the hat. So he said, well, look, you know, he's the dentist. So he's, Pretty responsible. That's a pretty senior hat in that dental office. Yeah, but it's not as senior as the director. And again, the director might be a dentist, might not be, but that director is is responsible for a very important aspect of this, which is making sure the patient pays. So in actual fact, the dentist is not providing the complete product, even though they do the work, they are the technician, it's not complete until it's fully paid. So the person who's responsible for the whole organization is the most senior. They're the coach, basically. So um, the completeness and size of the product makes the seniority of the hat. The overall product of a division determines the hat of the divisional officer. The lesser products that, when combined, make the overall product determine the rest of the division hats. Are we missing any hats here? You know one hat that often gets missed is the hat of making sure the customer's happy and they get a little testimonial. Okay, that's actually something that can be improved uh, in the office I was in yesterday, if they're listening. You know, okay, how was your visit today? That could happen before they leave the office. It could happen after they get home. Uh, actually, uh, very often in this office, I get a call from the dentist himself. How's everything going? Make sure everything's fine. That's a quality hat, and it should be worn. And if it's not worn, it's just going to go into the fog. And you wonder why people get upset or why you didn't catch it, what's, whatever. It's because you're missing that quality function. Not, it's not uncommon to be, to be missing in member businesses. So as until you can define in one go the overall product of a division, you aren't likely to be able to post any real part of its org board for the product of hats of that div add up to the div product. So you want to know whether it goes in that division. The division is be one part of the organization. We've got scheduling here over in human resources. No, that doesn't belong there. 
Don't put it. Don't do that. Don't take your receptionist and make them responsible for scheduling. You're not going to get a great receptionist and you're not going to get a lot of scheduling. They're two separate divisions. What is a receptionist supposed to be doing? What is the human resources area supposed to be doing? Making sure that the communication lines are there, that people are headed, that they know what they're doing, that there are adequate terminals for the organization. That's division one. And division four is responsible for scheduling because they are intimately connected with the technical people. So they have to be responsible for the scheduling. They have to know who's available when. When's a hygienist available? When is the dentist available? They have to be very intimate to that. So that's way over here in Div 4. It's not over in Division 1. That's in the technical production division. Okay. So he says, um, when you see an unposted or unreal org board, the head of the div is not producing a product with that div, no matter how busy it all looks or how exhausting. You could be the head of a division, be utterly exhausted, and have everybody busy not doing anything that you, you, you're not using that division to get the product. You're getting the product maybe by hook or by crook. And that's what makes it exhausting. If you can't define the functions, if you cannot put them on an organizing board, you will not get anybody had it. That's the moral of that story. You want to have people first, you got to define what the products are in that division. What are the hats that lead to those products? And from there, making sure you're not missing any, making sure you don't have some in there that don't belong there. You now have a well-expressed division, and now you can put some people on there as terminals, get them hatted, and start using that division to actually get products. Prior to that, it's just a fog. It's just a bit of, it's just a confusion. And yeah, you'll get products by dint of the uh, horsepower of the one person in charge who is responsible for all those functions. You can, you can expect that something's going to happen, but it's not going to be a smoothly run organization. Not like my friend's dental office that I visited yesterday, which is everybody there is trained. They're all pleasant. They do a brilliant job of uh, servicing people. And the place was packed, 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 uh, but efficient. And everybody bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and happily getting their products knowing that their product now leads to the next guy who gets their product, it leads to the next guy who gets their product and the whole place just runs like a clock. All right. So, uh, I hope this is, a. I thought this was a rather concise, uh, nice description of how the organizing board works. Hope you got something out of it. And I hope to see a lot of org boards from you guys. You need to send them into YZ2S info at yzstus.org. Send us your organizing board if you have questions about it. If it's not working for you or you're still confused, write us at info at yzstus.org because if you don't have an organizing board, you're not going to get to first base with our management system. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for listening and we'll talk again next week.